I thought it would be interesting to show you a drawing by Aleister Crowley of another entity he made contact with named Lamb. This was in 1918, during a series of magic workshops he led where the intent was to invoke entities into physical manifestation by creating interdimensional portals. By the way, this is something secret societies are very into and they do it often. Many of their members are psychics, mediums, and magicians who have a deep interest in the spirit world. They spend considerable amounts of time making contact with demonic, extra-dimensional beings as a way to advance their spirituality and consciousness. Hi, my name is Vicki Lin, and welcome to the Higher Perspective Podcast, a show about seeing the truth to heal. Every week, I explore the non-physical realms that make up most of reality to bring awareness to the importance of spiritual health, inner healing, and energetics so that you can awaken to the truth of who you are. Welcome back to episode 8. It's been a long time since my last episode. I had to take an extended break because I've been going through a really intense spiritual metamorphosis and really had no energy and brain power left to do 3D things. Thankfully, that process has mostly completed for me and I am relieved to be a functioning human being again. A lot of interesting things have resulted from that process. One is my field of perception is much more expanded now and my inner sight is a lot more clear. I've always wanted this because it would help me do my work even better, but it does come with a downside, which is the extreme horror of seeing things as they really are. The level of deception, infiltration, trauma, trance, and bondage runs so deep in this world, I'm not even sure where to begin. I will do my best to share my insights in coming episodes because we really can't build a beautiful future when the foundation we are standing on is rotting its way into hell and we have no idea that it's even happening, let alone what's causing it. We need to be able to accurately identify the problems first. So for this episode, I thought I would start doing that with a topic that is extremely popular within the spiritual community, and that is channeling. The spiritual community seems to have an obsession with channeled material. I consider channeled material to be any information given to humanity by non-physical beings who reside outside this 3D reality. This includes ETs, archangels, ancient gods or goddesses, ascended masters, and deceased people who act as spirit guides. The information can be transmitted through traditional channeling methods where the channeler lets an entity take over their body and speak through them. It can also happen through automatic writing, dreams, mind-to-mind telepathy, or mediumship where the person has clear audience abilities and can hear voices. I always found it strange that people would just blindly believe what non-physical beings say. 
I think it has to do with the social programming that is heavily pushed by the New Age movement. They have everyone conditioned into believing that non-physical beings are all positive, friendly, and loving when that's not the case at all. Just like how there are good and evil human beings on earth, there are good and evil non-physical beings in the spirit realm. The reality is dark entities are here in droves. And if you've listened to episode four, you'll know that they are master manipulators and tricksters who are extremely skilled in the art of deception. Unless people can accurately read and interpret frequencies, it's almost a given they will be fooled by the dark masquerading as the light. This is why it concerns me greatly that people don't question whether non-physical beings are really who they say they are, or take time to verify the accuracy of the information they share. More times than not, these non-physical beings are demonic, and the information they share is heavily distorted to purposely mislead people away from real spiritual development and awakening. The information can also take your 3D life down a very dark path where you end up dragging many others along with you. You might think I'm over-exaggerating here, but I'm really not. Let me give you a real-life example using Aleister Crowley as a case study so you can see what I mean. For those who are not familiar with who he is, Aleister Crowley was an English occultist and ceremonial magician. He grew up in an upper-class family with parents who were deeply religious. They believed in Christ, went to church, and basically only read the Bible. A lot of things happened in his life, but eventually he married a woman named Rose, and they honeymooned in Egypt, spending one night in the king's chamber at the Great Pyramid of Giza. He wanted to impress his wife with his magic abilities by doing an invocation inside the chamber. Invocations are spoken words used by magicians to summon entities from the spirit world. His intention was to summon ancient Egyptian gods and have Rose see them. Nothing happened that night, but he continued doing these ceremonies until one day, Rose spontaneously went into an altered state and started to hear a voice who claimed to be Horus. Horus was an ancient Egyptian deity known as the god of the sky, the god of the sun, and the protector of the people. He gave Rose a message that a new age called the Eon of Horus was coming and that Crowley was chosen to be the intermediary between the spiritual and earth realm to help humanity move into this new golden age. Later on, the entity revealed he was not actually Horus himself, but a high-ranking messenger to Horus named Iwas. He gave instructions for Crowley to go to the Temple of Horus for three consecutive days between a certain time and write down everything he heard. Crowley followed those instructions, and at the exact time stated inside the temple, a voice started to speak to him. For three days, the entity dictated information to Crowley, who later published it in a book called The Book of the Law. This book became the foundational teachings of a new religion he created called the Lima. When he was channeling this material, 
he was instructed not to look at Iwas, but out of curiosity, he stole a glimpse anyways. He saw the entity hovering over a smoke cloud and described him as being a tall, dark man in his 30s with the face of a savage king whose eyes could destroy. As you can probably guess from that description, the entity was not who it said it was. Even though Crowley considered Iwas to be his holy guardian angel, it was not a holy being at all. It was actually something demonic because Crowley was quoted in a book giving thanks to Iwas as his Lord God, the devil. Crowley became the prophet of Thelema and using his Freemason status, he brought those teachings into secret societies that the global elite who control this world are known to be members of. Of course, he didn't single-handedly introduce evil into this world because darkness existed since the beginning of creation. But I do think his channeled teachings played a significant role in spreading darkness further into our world and that indirectly brought a lot of suffering to humanity up to today. You would think since he was working for the devil, life would be perfect, but that was not the case. In fact, he struggled with a lot of problems, including being addicted to drugs, alcohol, and sex. Out of desperation for things to turn around, he descended deeper into deviant practices, performing more and more black magic ceremonies and ritualistic offerings to demonic entities that involved the use of blood, animals, and children. He wrote about these practices in chapter 12 of his book, Magic in Theory and Practice. These kinds of ritualistic offerings are commonly done by black magicians in exchange for worldly things, such as control over others, more power, money, influence, and even immortality. But like all human beings, life came to end for him too. So what do you think of that story? I think it's a great example that illustrates what I said earlier about non-physical beings and deception. When I was telling you that story, did you notice the similarities between Crowley's experience and what you hear from a lot of new age channelers and spiritual teachers today? Personally, I think it's scary how alike it is. The story with Crowley happened in 1904. After more than a hundred years, it's still the same script being used today. It seems to always be a demonic entity pretending to be something benevolent and choosing a channeler to spread its teachings that is supposed to help humanity reach spiritual enlightenment in a new age. The only difference is the entity communicating with Crowley revealed who he was really working for. That rarely ever happens, so most channelers never clue into who they're really communicating with. I thought it would be interesting to show you a drawing by Aleister Crowley of another entity he made contact with named Lamb. This was in 1918 during a series of magic workshops he led where the intent was to invoke entities into physical manifestation by creating interdimensional portals. By the way, 
This is something secret societies are very into and they do it often. Many of their members are psychics, mediums, and magicians who have a deep interest in the spirit world. They spend considerable amounts of time making contact with demonic, extra-dimensional beings as a way to advance their spirituality and consciousness. Sounds very similar to New Agers, don't you think? So if you're one of those people who think demons, extra-dimensional aliens, and spirits are fictional, just know the global elites who control this world are big believers, and they have very established relationships with these beings. If you're watching the video version of this episode, here is a picture of the entity Lamb. What do you think? Does he look familiar? Maybe a gray alien? There are different groups of grays, but overall, they are a negative alien race who are known to do very evil things to the humans they abduct. They work for the reptilians, who are also very evil. It can get a bit confusing from here because there are many different types of reptilians, and within this race, they have their own hierarchy ranking system of power. The only thing you really need to know is the reptilians take orders from the one false god who's sitting at the top of the pyramid, controlling the matrix we live in. Another thing I want to mention is when you do research and look into the personal lives of many modern-day channelers and spiritual teachers, you'll find there's usually a lot of drama, immoral behavior, and shady business that goes on. While they try to keep these stories hidden from their fans, it comes out in one way or another. This is important because these issues reveal whether or not someone is vulnerable to being compromised by dark forces. Let me explain. Drama and life problems are symptoms that manifest in physical reality to show where a person has trauma that still needs healing. It's based on the law of correspondence that states everything in the universe is a mirror reflection of everything else. So what happens above in the heavens happens down below on earth. What happens within us spiritually also happens outside of us in our physical reality. This means all the unhealed trauma we carry inside of us will be mirrored in our external 3D reality and be manifested as life problems. People with unhealed trauma tend to vibrate at a low frequency in life because of all the emotional wounds and negative subconscious beliefs generated from the trauma. Since like energy attracts like energy, if a person with a lot of unhealed trauma opens themselves up to the spirit realm and starts channeling, all their low vibrational emotions and beliefs they carry inside will draw in matching low vibrational beings or demonic entities. Let's say a channeler suffers from childhood issues like being neglected by the father or emotionally abused by the mother. This would create huge wounds inside the person like unworthiness, a lack of confidence, sadness, and anger. If left unhealed, these wounds will cause the person to desperately seek attention, validation, importance, love, and power over others as a way to fill those unmet childhood needs. 
So when an entity comes along and tells this wounded channeler they've been chosen out of the 8 billion people on Earth to represent a superior collective alien race and will be given sacred knowledge they are to teach humanity to help them evolve spiritually. And in the process of doing all of that, they will gain thousands of loving fans. Do you think this person will bite? Most definitely. <laughs> That's what happened with Crowley. He was struggling with a lot of issues in life before making contact with that demonic entity. A few issues I gathered from reading his biography included he did not have a good relationship with his mom and struggled with grief after his dad died, which he just suppressed. After that, his uncle came into his life as the father figure, but had mentally and emotionally abused him. He also became spiritually confused when he started noticing the contradictory teachings in the Bible. He had several failed relationships and also lost more than one child to death. I think it's quite obvious he was in really bad condition and an easy target for dark entities. I don't personally think Crowley was evil at the core to begin with. Instead, I think he his unhealed trauma and emotional suffering served as an energetic opening for dark forces to come in and use him as a pawn to advance a dark agenda. People don't want to acknowledge this, but the truth is, there is a lot of abuse that goes on in this world. The human race has been deeply traumatized for thousands and thousands of years, and it gets passed on generation after generation, which means everyone is vulnerable to dark entities unless they heal themselves. A majority of people don't make attempts to connect with the spirit realm, but those who are interested in spirituality do. From astral projection exercises, YouTube videos to help open your third eye, full moon ceremonies and rituals, psychedelic trips, group meditation retreats, and channeling, there's no other group more vulnerable to dark entities than those within the spiritual community, especially the New Age and ET disclosure ones. A lot of your favorite spiritual teachers, channelers, healers, and whistleblowers are actually getting their information from demonic entities. Some know this and are willing participants, but I feel most simply have fallen for the deception due to their naivety, so they don't know they're being manipulated by dark entities to do their dirty bidding. If demonic entities and aliens are too much for you, we can take a more grounded approach and talk about how modern technology plays into all of this. Several years ago, I was listening to an interview about targeted individuals. I didn't think much about it at the time and didn't look into it beyond that. However, last year, I had someone come through my healing practice wanting help with entity attachments, but it turned out to be something completely different. It was a strange case where nothing made sense. Eventually, I realized he was actually a targeted individual. It was a really horrifying experience for me because at the time, I knew nothing about targeted individuals except from what I remembered from that interview, which was not much. 
So the things I'm about to share with you are what I've learned from doing research within the past year. Targeted individuals are people who are victims of covert energy weapon experiments carried out by military and intelligence agencies all over the world. These people get harassed and tormented with different kinds of energy technologies that aim biocoded microwave frequencies at them. Biocoded means the unique energetic signature of the individual's DNA is coded into the frequencies. So when they are being transmitted, it only resonates with that person's body, making this an extremely specific and controlled form of targeting. These people suffer from very unpleasant physical and mental symptoms and are basically being subjected to a slow death from the inside out. These illegal experiments remind me of the MKUltra mind control program in the 1950s and 1960s, but the science and technology is way more advanced today, so these kinds of experiments can be carried out on the public undetected. They don't need to obtain people's consent anymore or physically get them into a lab. There are several technologies I could get into related to targeted individuals, but the one I want to specifically mention for this episode is voice to skull or V2K technology. It is also known as voice of God technology. This technology has been around since the 1970s, so it's not new. How it works is microwave frequencies are aimed at a person from a distance. As these frequencies hit the person's skull, they get naturally converted into sound or a voice inside the person's head. This voice is controlled remotely by AI and will engage with the person based on the way it is programmed. In other words, these frequencies induce auditory hallucinations in the person without the person knowing it's all fake. I found a research paper published in March 2022 in the IEEE Journal of Electromagnetics, RF, which stands for radio frequencies, and microwaves in medicine and biology. It's titled The Microwave Auditory Effect and explains the science of how people can hear microwave frequencies. The IEEE stands for the Institute of Electrical and electronic engineers who are focused on advancing technology. So this is coming from a highly academic, scientific, and professional source. I think this is important to emphasize because when people hear this sort of stuff, they tend to automatically think conspiracy theory, science fiction, or schizophrenia, but it's not any of those things. It's the science of frequency that has unfortunately been weaponized and is currently being used against humanity for nefarious reasons. This technology was allegedly used in the Gulf War by the US military on Iraqi soldiers who said they heard a voice in their head from Allah, their God, during combat telling them to put down their weapons, which they did. It's also being used to keep citizens of a country in their place. I was shocked to come across a video from NTDTV reporting on voice to skull technology being used on Chinese citizens. I'll put the link in the description so you can check it out yourself. 
The segment is only four minutes long and it explains the topic very well. In summary, they said a group of Chinese citizens were claiming voice to skull technology was being used to torment them. This was done to citizens who dared to stand up or speak out against government corruption. These people would hear loud sounds or voices directly in their head that belittled them with verbal abuse. NTD TV also interviewed a targeted individual who said this has been happening to him for 12 years. When he went to the public security ministry in China about his problem, they admitted to having this kind of a technology and said it's available at all police departments across the country at every level from local to federal. Just let that sink in for a minute and think about what that means for humanity. As I mentioned earlier, this is a global problem that affects people in many countries, including the US. My understanding is that the global elites are behind it and the reason has to do with the artificial digital AI timeline I talked about in episode seven. Voice to Skull is just one of the many energy weapon technologies that exist. There's a lot of other ones that do equally shocking and sinister things. Did you know they already have technology for dream manipulation where they can hack into your dreams and implant ideas into your subconscious to shape your beliefs, behaviors, and choices however they want. Just like the movie Inception. Companies like Molson have been exploring this technology as a new marketing technique. The idea is to push their products into your dreams during REM sleep and influence you to buy them in real life. They also have technology that can induce tactile hallucinations where you feel the sensation of physical contact with something that's not really there. I know this one can sound even more absurd than the previous ones, but there have been registered patents, published scientific papers, and even articles on haptics for many years. Haptics is the word used for technology that stimulates the sense of touch and motion. Here's an example. In 2011, Nokia filed a patent for haptic communication where an apparatus made of materials attached to the skin can detect a magnetic field and transfer a perceivable stimulus to the skin to give the person a sense of touch when nothing is physically touching them. This is being used in augmented and virtual reality devices to make the experience feel more real to the user. It might be a surprise to you, but everyone already has these materials in their bodies right now. Scary, I know. This is being done without our consent and knowledge, like most things in this matrix, but I'll have to get into this in another episode, so stay tuned. Something you should know about technology is what's released to the public is stuff that the military has had for at least 30 years. So if you're shocked at some of the things I've shared so far and think it's too futuristic to be real, Imagine what they actually have in possession right now. The reason I wanted to bring all of this up is because over the last few decades, the US military has poured huge amounts of money to fund neuroscience and technology research. 
They have been very open about their desire to map out and clone the human brain so they can hack into the human mind. As of right now, I would say they've already successfully achieved that. My point is, they have very advanced AI technology that can give people ideas, thoughts, dreams, and spiritual experiences without them knowing it's all induced artificially with frequencies and is not real. Everything you think, see, hear, feel, and desire needs to be questioned nowadays. You have to start asking yourself in every moment if these perceptions and desires you're having are actually coming from your soul or if they're being artificially implanted. Going back to the voice to skull technology, knowing it exists now and it's being actively used on people without their knowledge, could it be possible then that psychics or mediums who claim to be receiving information from their spirit guides might actually be getting information through V2K technology? Could it be possible that disclosure whistleblowers and self-appointed ET emissaries who claim to receive secret intel from their alien friends might actually be given that information by V2K technology in the form of synthetic telepathy? Could it be possible that New Age channelers who claim to be channeling information from non-physical beings like ETs, archangels, ascended masters, or ancient gods and goddesses might actually be hearing voices in their head from V2K technology? While I don't think that's the case all the time, I would say yes, it's definitely a possibility. It would be very ignorant for someone to say no considering the science and technology that is out there. Some of these channelers and mediums really do have genuine psychic abilities to connect with the spirit realm, but these energy technologies are so advanced, they have the ability to intercept these authentic transmissions and alter the information without the person knowing. Skilled channelers with a high degree of sensitivity can probably tell something's not right, but from what I've seen so far, most of them, including the very popular and mainstream ones, are not as spiritually advanced as they'd like you to believe. I actually have a personal example to validate the third question I raised. It didn't happen to me directly, but I witnessed it personally in the targeted individual who I worked with briefly. He went into an altered state one time and started to verbally channel an entity who claimed to be Archangel Michael. This person had apparently spoken to this entity before in his head and was absolutely convinced it was the real deal. But because I can read frequencies, I knew right away it was a lie. When I spoke to the entity myself through this person, it admitted to me it had been lying all along and was intentionally putting false ideas into the targeted individual's mind. The entity turned out to be an AI program that was being beamed into the guy's head remotely using some kind of directed energy technology without him knowing that was happening. I know what you might be thinking. This sounds absolutely crazy. I know it does. I'm not disagreeing with you but it really did happen and it's a true story. 
That experience was so horrifying for me, it took me months to get over the shock and learn what that was all about. Now, think about this. What if that targeted individual decided to set up a YouTube channel so he could spread these teachings from Archangel Michael and help humanity ascend into 5D? What if thousands of people watch his videos and start following him regularly? What do you think would happen to these people's minds? Those were the questions I asked myself after I had that experience because if that targeted individual can get completely fooled by AI technology pretending to be Archangel Michael, so can others. I also want to say that it's easy to judge someone for believing something that seems so obvious as being fake, but you have to understand when a person's mind has been infiltrated, controlled, and poisoned with disinformation, cognitive abilities become compromised and the person is no longer able to separate truth from lies. This applies to channelers who are being given disinformation as well as the people who listen to it. So does this mean all channeled information comes from demonic entities and therefore you should stop listening to it altogether? No, not all channeled information comes from demonic entities, but most of it does. And whether you should stop is really a personal decision. Just know that even the devil himself speaks some truth. One of the reasons why people have so much trouble discerning truth from lies is because demonic entities always mix truth with lies. If they spoke all lies, it would be way too obvious, even to an unawakened soul. However, if they blend lies in with truths and mix them together really well, they know humans who are spiritually immature and amnesic will not be able to tell. So even though I think most channel material comes from demonic entities and contains a lot of disinformation, there is still some truth embedded in there. Because we are an amnesic species who have had all our memories wiped, there is value in those bits of truth they give us because it can help us piece together the real story that's being hidden from us. But a genuine question that needs to be asked is if you can tell what percentage and what parts of that information is true. To be able to do that, you have to have good discernment and strong intuition. I often hear people say, just use your discernment and trust your intuition. That is good advice, but what they fail to tell you is that those faculties need to be developed first. And that takes time and a lot of healing work. Everyone has faulty programming installed into their subconscious mind through parents, peers, education, cultural or religious beliefs, and societal conditioning. These things act like beer goggles that affect your ability to see clearly. A big part of spiritual awakening has to do with you coming to terms with the fact that everything you've ever been taught in life was a lie, and then work towards unlearning that knowledge. Without doing this, those faulty programming installed in your subconscious mind will interfere with your ability to see the truth. When it comes to intuition, trauma is a big problem. Trauma 
interferes with the body's ability to sense and accurately interpret energy, which is what intuition is. For example, physical trauma can come from all the poisons put into our food, water, and air, as well as the pharmaceutical drugs people take. These things damage your brain and nervous system on a physical level. Without a healthy brain and nervous system, you won't have the operational hardware needed to feel and accurately read frequencies. Then there's also emotional, psychological, and spiritual trauma. These damage your energy body. Your energy body is an extension of your physical body and includes things like meridian lines, chakras, and the aura. If those parts of you are blocked or damaged because of trauma, your ability to connect with your higher self and with source will be greatly compromised. This is extremely important because source is the one and only place you can learn how to recognize and become familiar with the frequency of divine, unconditional love. You need to have a reference point for what real love is and feels like first. Then, if a non-physical being comes along and tells you it's your Pleiadian star family and it's here to give you advanced spiritual knowledge because it loves you so much, can you read its frequency and match it to the divine unconditional love you know from source to verify its claims? Most people cannot because they don't have that reference point for real love and plus they are extremely damaged. As I mentioned earlier, the human species has been subjected to so much trauma over thousands of years and has sustained tremendous damage physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually because of that. A person needs to be physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually intact to accurately use their intuition and discern the truth. So this is why doing healing work is so important. If you commit to healing yourself, you will reach a place where you can tell what percentage of a channel book or channel transmission is true. Then with more practice, you can even pick out the exact lines that are true and discard the rest that's not. Until you can come to that place though, I would be very cautious in terms of believing channeled information. If you decide to listen or read channel material, at the very least, I suggest you be skeptical of everything and critically analyze the information before accepting it into your mind as the truth. To give you a rough idea of the quality of channel material that's available out there today, I would say most of what it, you can find is about 10 to 50% true. 50% is considered a very decent source. I have come across some channel material that resonates with me at about 70 to 80% true. Those are extremely rare, but an absolute treasure to find. I've noticed when people wake up to who's really behind their favorite channeled materials, they tend to swing in the other extreme and start demonizing it altogether, even calling channeling dangerous. But channeling is a very natural thing for human beings to do. It's how we can connect to source from within 
and bring that incredible energy through us for healing and creative purposes. Channeling is what makes us spirited beings. We actually channel all the time. We're just not aware we're doing it. The question is more about who are we channeling and what is being channeled? Did you ever wonder where ideas, insights, inspirations, intuition, instant knowledge, visual imagery, dreams, art, music, dance, creative writing, and healing energy comes from? It's all channeled. Hopefully, it's being channeled from a higher place, but that isn't always the case. There are highly evolved beings who reside in upper dimensions, but they generally will not come through a channeler. This is because truly evolved, loving, and benevolent beings do not interfere with day-to-day human affairs because they want humans to learn how to be independent and sovereign souls. That does not happen if human beings depend on external entities for spiritual knowledge, answers, and help to all their problems. In my opinion, I don't think it's a good idea for anyone to let an entity of any kind take over their body or mind and be used as a vessel to spread teachings. Considering how many demonic entities are lurking around these days trying to take over a physical body and infect human consciousness with disinformation, it can be destructive not only to you, but also to the spiritual growth of humanity. The ultimate goal is not for you to channel another entity or rely on entities. It's for you to heal and develop yourself spiritually to a point where you can channel your higher self. Your higher self is the highest dimensional expression of you and the only non-physical being you should ever channel. It's also that part of you that is most closely connected to source. When you get really good at channeling your higher self, the process will eventually become permanent where you do it 24-7 without even trying. This is a major milestone in spiritual development because in this state, you become what's called soul embodied or you become your spiritual avatar. This is actually what ascended masters were back in the days. They were regular human beings who managed to awaken their soul within the matrix and through elevating the vibrational frequency of their body and healing their DNA, they were able to anchor their higher self down into the physical realm and operate here as their spiritual avatar. A spiritual avatar is a master who has regained all their memories and remembers the universal truths, including our real cosmic history and story of creation. These truths are not given by an external source, but comes from within. All their unique spiritual gifts get awakened and they can use them to perform miracles that serve the positive evolution of their soul humanity, and the planet. This includes counteracting evil, casting out demonic entities, healing all living things in this world, and restoring harmony within creation. So no matter how bad things might look right now, if enough human beings are committed towards healing and developing themselves to point they become their spiritual avatar in physical form, 
all of it can be fixed. This process of becoming soul embodied is a very personal journey that happens within and can only be done by you. It doesn't happen through an entity outside of yourself. This is why within the matrix, everything is about distracting you and keeping you focused on things outside of yourself. It's to prevent you from looking in the right place that will end up freeing you from the matrix. This is also why highly evolved non-physical beings who truly have our best interests at heart will not come in a ship to rescue humanity, nor will they just hand out knowledge, take away all your pain, and heal every problem you have for you. It's because they know what we want can only be found from within. So it's time we pick up the slack and realize that we are responsible for ourselves. It's time we understand that soul sovereignty is the only path to liberation and the first step we must take to start building that beautiful future we've been dreaming about. After all, isn't that the world you came here to experience? It is for me. I'll see you in the next episode.